0: Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 103.9 L.I. News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, our continuing Lisk series. And honestly, we are kind of winding up with, uh, with what we've been doing here. We have a new DA, District Attorney Ray Tierney, who... We've, I should say, District Attorney elect Ray Tierney, who we had last week, and we've had many times before, and we all think he's going to do an incredible job on everything, but uh, especially Lisk. The one of the things I want to talk to everyone about today, and uh, keep in mind our our guest at the end of this half hour our, our next half hour our guest will be chris Loeb, christopher Loeb, and he's a significant figure in lisk uh well in in, in so many ways and he's the he's the gentleman who got arrested uh, in 2012 for uh for robbery and one of the cars that he got was Jimmy Burks, you know the chief Jimmy Burks. and <clears throat> all kinds of things were in there and actually in the part 2 after this one we'll we'll get into what was there and everything else we kind of got we pre-recorded this and it was uh, it was freezing outside he was outside uh, and doing the interview and, and it was by phone but Uh, It's interesting. It's it's fascinating keep something in mind about Christopher Loeb without this young man Tom Spoda Chris McPartland and Jimmy Burke The DA the DA's head of public corruption believe it or not Who both of those that's Chris McPartland. He's going to federal prison for five years and so is Tom Spoda, and Jimmy Burke, of course, the police chief that Steve Ballone appointed, went to jail, went to prison for 46 months. So, arguably, the three most powerful, I I, I don't even know if it's it's arguable, and it's uh, clearly the three most powerful men in Suffolk County having to do with law enforcement at the time of... Of Lisk first of all and then in in 2012 when when Jimmy Burke gave a beating to a handcuffed Christopher Loeb which is just unbelievable and a police chief doing that and and look amazing but this one individual was the pivot point for everything that we eventually became well started to understand about jimmy burke who was again pointed by the county executive very corrupt county executive He's, he's the only one out of the four who's yet to go to prison and i'm saying yet because we don't know we don't know what the future lies uh and and where the future lies but he appointed jimmy burke they immediately got the fbi out and the serial killing that, at this point, everyone knew about really came into light after Burke beat up Loeb. the other thing that was apparent was that that Burke owned Boulogne and he owned tim sinney the the current d a outgoing d a who was the Tim sinney I'm speaking of here was the the sitting. Chief Deputy County Executive in charge of in charge of public uh, Safety and he was Burke's boss for 16 months never said boo to him never never punished him And certainly didn't fire him He, he you know, he gave him coffee and and just you know looked at him in fear and Ballone who appointed him said nothing about the Burke situation And didn't fire Burke in in that same amount of time and longer. He had longer to do it. And Sinny lied during this last campaign where he got crushed. And he he lied by saying that Balone fired Burke. Bologna never fired Burke. It's, It's on record. I mean, the only announcement that Burke, Jimmy Burke, the police chief, was leaving was... By Jimmy Burke's lawyer, and I believe Joe Con Conway, right, former U.S. attorney, uh, who was representing Jimmy Burke, and he said that they they mutually agreed, and you know I'll I'll read the letter maybe next week or whatever, but it's it's clearly not not a firing. Firing is 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 very clear. You get fired. Uh, he made it very clear. He went out on his own terms. And he had personal issues he was gonna tend to uh, such as getting uh, 46 months uh, detention time in in federal prison which by the way Jimmy Burke did not allow a trial to happen because a trial could have unearthed all kinds of things and a Jimmy Burke trial would have been unbelievable and he, uh, you know, wisely, wisely took, uh, cop to plea and uh, and the feds took it 46 months in prison without, without even a trial or, or making a statement on it. And, and Burke went away. The next thing that the feds did, and I think, you know, and this is where I, I disagree with, uh, with, with Chris Loeb is, uh, you know, he's, you know, he's, uh, you know, anti-establishment um, or uh, like, at least in this, you'll hear in the interview that he's, um, you know, even talks about uh, the the feds being involved and whatever. Uh, the feds, to me, were, you know, did what they were supposed to be be doing. They got Burke, 46 months, then they got Spoda, five years, McPartland, five years in the same go around. It's, you know, it's a pretty big Take down the three most powerful law enforcement figures at that time in Suffolk County pretty big County. It's not like it's you know, it's not like some little County in Idaho Suffolk County, right? I mean Suffolk a big deal and none of that happens without Christopher Loeb without him getting beaten up by Jimmy Burke so there's there's also a sense of like martyrdom for for Chris Loeb, and he is uh, by a lot of the outliers out there and people that that like to question authority and uh, and so many different people well, see Loeb, see Christopher Loeb as a heroic figure, and he listen. Let's just say this. Let's just say this. Regardless, if you want to say by happenstance or, or you know by uh, you know the stars lining up with the moon, because this young man, who's now thirty-five years old, so this happened you know about ten years ago, right? He was twenty-five years old, uh, and he talked openly. He's in the past. He's talked openly. I'm sure he'll talk in the in the future, and I'll part two openly about uh, you know about issues that he had and. And things that he did wrong. But because of this young man at the time, Burke, Spoda, McPartland all went down. And I'm not sure. I'm I'm almost positive, actually, that all three of them would be in power now because Ballone's still there right? Ballone wasn't going to say anything about it. The only reason he said something about Spoda was to distract, was misdirection. Because Ballone is is corrupt. I mean, he's the most corrupt human being that you'll ever meet in in any walk of life. But certainly politics, you know, as far as county executive goes, Steve Ballone takes the cake when it comes to corruption. Under him, and because of his appointment of Burke, and and the covering up of the serial killing list—the whole reason I'm here talking about this—is because Jimmy Burke wasn't fired by Balone, and because he wasn't fired by Balone, Spoda and McPartland covered it up. He he had it. He could have just fired Burke. Now again, that's not exonerating. You know. Uh, Spoda and and McPartland, they're going to prison, these guys, and, and rightfully so. They're going to prison. It all happened. All of that happened because Jimmy Burke lost his mind, lost his mind when he got robbed, when his car got broken into and his bag or whatever and everything else, and we'll get into that in, in the part two, not this one, but the part two with Christopher Loeb, what, what was in the bag, what was going on. And, you know, we've heard different things. We'll clear that up the next time. Just, I don't want to be misleading and say we got to it this time. I mean, it was outside freezing and we need, you know, we certainly needed more time to, to get to that. And yeah, I mean, but because of Chris Loeb, and of course, the feds coming in and prosecuting the three most powerful law enforcement members went to prison. And again, the only one still yet to go to prison. If you're listening, Steve, you're the, you're the odd man out. One of these things, one of these guys are not like the other, to quote Sesame Street, and it's Steve Ballone because he is yet to do jail time. He's covered up a serial killing. He appointed Jimmy Burke and he and Jimmy Burke together covered up a serial killing. Guys, a serial killing. So Steve Ballone knows there's trouble, right? He knows that he, because he, he had his puppet in charge. And then he talked about, I mean, this was so ridiculous. He talked about appointing judges even, right? So he had the police department, he had the county exec, so he had the government. And then he got the DA in Tim Sinney. Then he wanted to get the judges. I mean, he wanted a—he wanted everything. Total. I—I ca- I mean, a, a madman. When when you look back, he's going to look like an absolute lunatic. I think he is a lunatic. I mean, I, without question, I think he's—he's he's absolutely out of his mind. He's an egomaniac. He's a narcissist, but he's a narcissist who is frightened to death of going to prison. Look at his. Look at his. I was going to say tax returns. Look at his campaign filing. Every one of you could look at it. He's got defense lawyers on every filing that you could see. Every filing that that's there. It's available for all of you to see. He's got uh, lots and lots of money going to defense lawyers. Why is he doing that? What are they doing? They, they. I don't know. They. They doing some research for him, defense lawyers, big-time defense lawyers. Steve Ballone is lawyered up, big-time lawyered up. And when Spoda and McPartland were getting prosecuted by the feds, and again, the feds did a great job in prosecuting these guys. They destroyed them. I mean, they, they, they got them and, and rightfully so for what they did. They did a great job. And Steve Ballone didn't take the witness stand. So it's an important case, obviously. You're going after two of the most powerful men in law enforcement in the state, you know, never mind just the county, but a, a major county like Suffolk County and they and, and again they got Burke without a trial and then they get Spoda and McPartland and they they nail them on five years each the judge gives them five years each in in federal prison and they're you know they were waiting that time to go in but they didn't put Steve Ballone on the witness stand why wouldn't they put Steve Ballone on the witness stand I mean let's let's add up two and two right they didn't put them up because they were frightened to death the feds that is they were frightened to death of what would come out on cross endorsement uh, cross endorsement w- would come across on cross-examination <laughs> I'm sorry cross-examination Ballone's dead on cross examination, who knows what the Fed's case would be like. They would bring up his best friend growing up, Bobby Strickoff All kinds of things could have happened. But Strikoff, Spoda and McPartland's defense attorneys, they could have had a field day. They could have blew this whole case up with one name, Bobby Strickoff Well, they had dead to rights, or at least the DA, the puppet of Steve Malone, Sinocchio. The other puppet who lies. The current DA on his way out. Had Bobby Strickworth dead to right. Dead to rights on hundreds of thousands of dollars stolen, embezzled, whatever you want to call it. The Babylon... Town Democratic Committee. Of course, Cine sat on it because you know it was his job. It's one of the reasons he was picked by Belon was to go in there and do it. The other thing was to continue to cover up this serial killing. Now, let me just put it in historic perspective: the Manson trial, the Manson family is an unbelievable story that gets told constantly, but especially every August, when the Tate-LaBianca murders occurred in August of 1969. And when it was uncovered who was behind this and the cult that was behind it. Manson, the murders, Helter Skelter, everything became household words. All of these things became household names and household uh, situations. Everyone in the world, everyone certainly who follows This, anybody at all has heard of what happened there because of how the murders were committed, who committed them, Charlie Manson became legendary. Even in death, Manson is legendary. Now, again, I want to sit here glorifying murder, but the Gilgo Beach murders, and I do believe they will be solved. The killers that are involved with them may not look like hippies. They may not be like Charlie Manson. They may not be the type of guys that carve swastikas in their heads. But the Gilgo Beach killings, the Long Island serial killings, Is potentially a bigger story than the Manson murders without question and one of the reasons is because of the cover-up the political cover-up and again we're not in Idaho it's not a small county in Idaho it's not a it's we're not in North Dakota in the corner Some tiny little county somewhere. We're in Suffolk County, 1.3 million people. Add that to roughly 1.3 million people in Nassau County. Nassau and Suffolk County are bigger than so many states, a, a, a handful of states. We are the suburbs of New York City. When this case gets solved, and I believe it will be solved, and again, I don't want to certainly put pressure, that's why we're, you know, before January 1st, we'll stop doing LISC, let the DA do his job, it's complicated, but we're going to see a real investigation happen. He's bringing in an all-star team of investigators, and LISC is a major priority, there's no question. That it is. And he's going. I I almost said he's going to take no prisoners. He's going to take a lot of prisoners, I believe. And we'll let him speak for himself. And let him do it again. He's not going to snap his fingers. And everything's going to be solved. But he's going to do a serious investigation. And I believe that because Ray Tierney's there, soon to be there, January 1st 2022 the victims families will have reason to feel that they'll get a real shot you're not gonna have a puppet like Tim Sinney holding up a belt and Steve Ballone and Burke the cover-up that they did is going to be one of the biggest political stories in the history of the United States. Mark my words. It won't be Watergate because Watergate involved the president, but this is a serial killing. Guys, think about it. I mean, I just keep saying it over and over, hoping some of it sinks in. But think about what's happened here. There's been a serial killing and it's been covered up by a police chief and the corrupt county executive basically the governor of Suffolk County Steve Ballone the most corrupt politician you will ever come across and he will be proven to be so when this whole thing is said and done it's unbelievable This is going to be a monster, monster story. When it's solved, people will rejoice. The whole world of media will converge on Gilgo Beach, on the DA's office to hear what everyone has to say. This is going to be bigger than the Manson murders, the Manson trial. This is going to make that look like nothing. And the two guys that have covered this up, we're going to find out why they covered it up. Steve Ballone, the county executive, who's the only one of the four, hasn't gone to prison yet look at his filings look at his his contributions campaign contributions and expenditures he's paying defense lawyers why is he paying defense lawyers tremendous amount of money to defend he's lawyered up and he's been lawyered up this whole time he's been investigated by every agency you can imagine why so our first question of the, the series was why Steve Ballone and Jimmy Burke covered this up for a reason. What we know for sure is that they covered up the lobe. Well, we know <laughs> we know that they covered up the serial killing, but they covered up the lobe situation. And they tried. And Spoda covered it up. He tried. And McPartland covered it up. He tried. And Burke, who committed the assault, the beating against Chris Loeb, got this whole thing going out of his sheer insanity. Police chief to beat the hell out of a handcuffed prisoner for robbing his car and what was in his car. Again, it's going to be an interesting set of conversations with Chris Loeb, but because of Christopher Loeb and the beating that Jimmy Burke gave him, Jimmy Burke, 46 months in federal prison, Tom Spoda soon to be starting his five years in federal prison. And Chris McPartland, five years in federal prison. Without Christopher Loeb, that doesn't happen. When we come back after this, Christopher Loeb is our very special guest. And again, part one of a series of conversations we'll have with, uh, with Loeb. And we'll, uh, again, you, you'll, you'll hopefully get a feel. For, uh, for where we're going uh, with all of this and as we wind up i take a quick break Frank McKay here you're listening to Lisk, the Long Island Serial Killing series or there's killers series plural more than one killer don't listen to anybody who says one killer there's no way it's one killer we know who covered it up Burke and Balone covered this up and now we'll get to the bottom. But right after this, before that happens, Christopher Loeb is our guest right after this. Frank McKay signing off just for now. We'll be back with more of our Lisk conversation. More of breaking it down right after this.